I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design. Here at Convo by Design, we are dedicating another week to the Pasadena Showcase House for the Arts. I've worked with this group uh, going on now for three years, and they do such good work. Think about this for a moment. Over 54 years producing showcase homes and raising over $23 million in the process for youth arts programs. We spoke last week about the architect on this project, Reginald Davis Johnson, and the legacy he left behind, dappling Southern California with Spanish revival projects. The city of Pasadena is a pretty special place. And while I'm sure you're already familiar with Pasadena as home to the Tournament of Roses Parade, the Rose Bowl, Jet Propulsion Lab, California Institute of Technology, and the Norton Simon Museum, there are a few other things that might interest you. Pasadena has a rich architectural heritage covering multiple styles by modern masters, including the Batchelder House, an American craftsman masterpiece built in 1909 by Ernest A. Batchelder, known as a trailblazer in the arts and crafts movement, and his wife, Alice Coleman. Coleman, a musician and local piano teacher. Batchelder was also uh, an arts and crafts tile maker, and you can find his homes dotted with his signature tiles. He actually started a factory in his backyard in Pasadena. This is another example of Southern California's rich architectural heritage, and the best part, you can still go see it. You can walk the streets of Pasadena and see original Batchelders with the original Batchelder Arts and Crafts tile right out in front, as you can with the Pasadena Showcase House for the Arts. If you're listening to this episode in May of 2018, the house is open until the 20th. After that, as always, please go to ConvoByDesign.com or our YouTube channel to see videos from the house. This episode features Michael Rush. Michael Rush designs in a stunning family room, literally dripping with tech. The only room in the house that I noticed with a TV. Next, we swing by the dining room to visit with uh, Room at the Beaches' Elizabeth Lamont. And finally, we check out the au pair suite with Rosita Nazarian of RKN Design. Please remember, these interviews were recorded mere days before the showcase opened, and there is a ton going on in the background. Saws, heavy equipment, things dropping, people talking, and more. So just be prepared for that. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, and I hope that you do, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a note and a five-star rating. It helps new listeners find the podcast. Enjoy this episode of Convo by Design from the Pasadena Showcase House for the Arts. Convo by Design, presented by Snyder Diamond. Always first with what's next in the kitchen and bath. What does that mean? Well, it means that Russ Diamond scours the planet looking for the best products that make life better. He doesn't just pick pretty products, and he goes a step further. He goes to the company to see how the products are made to make sure you're getting the highest quality. And then he and his staff provide remarkable service to make shopping an absolute pleasure. And when one of these companies introduces a new product line that is going to change the way we live, it's a pretty big deal. Mila is proud to introduce the new W1 washing machine and T1 dryer. I am super excited about this and I think you will be as well. Why? Well, because this washer-dryer combo includes Mila's Immer Besser Spirit, Mila's stunning good looks, and technology that will not only make washing and drying clothes a better experience, it'll save water, energy, and more. The quick intense wash, for example. High level of clean in under an hour. 
homeowners are going to flip for the steam finish of the T1 dryer. These products are Energy Star qualified, which means you're doing your part and saving money. Other features like cap dosing and twin dose, detergent integration and processing. It's, it's efficient and it's easy to use. My favorite new feature, it's got to be the Wi-Fi Connect. Download the Mila mobile app. You can operate and receive notifications on your mobile device. Architects and designers, this is yet another product from Mila that you won't even think about trying to hide. All this, Snyder Diamond Service, and for a limited time, you can find very generous offers from Mila on these and other Mila products at all three Los Angeles area Snyder Diamond showrooms. You can find addresses and store hours at SnyderDiamond.com. Here's what's interesting. So the family room is loaded with tech. Yes. This is where you'll actually find the TV. Yes. This the family is, viewing, TV viewing room. So seriously, I mean, this is, don't tell anyone, but this is the hot spot. Like, well, this, the this husband is, everyone's going to be here. He said, I live, I live between here and the kitchen, and then I go up to my room. So... This is for the husband, too. This is but, the hot spot. This yeah. is where everyone's going to be. This yeah, yeah. is so great. Okay, so it's a large... How did? What was your approach? What was your first approach? So you get the space, you take it all in. Okay. What's your approach? Where do you start? Well, I liked the idea of doing a family room because I wanted to integrate more media, alter, uh, audio-visual sort of treatments and things. We have charging stations built into custom furniture pieces. Uh, so because we're always running short on power between our iPads and our phones and our this and that, everything needs to plug in. I had this piece, which is a 1950s uh, uh, palisander wood buffet. And I thought, well, that would make a nice base cabinet for a TV. And then working with Woody's Home, we came up with the quarter-inch deep screen from LG from their... Uh, organic collection it's brand new so it's only quarter inch thing it ha hangs on a magnet on the wall no so, kidding yeah it's incredible so so yes the wall had to be perfectly smooth the preparation is such that everything's got to be smooth and, and good for that but it's just one cable that goes from behind the tv down to the cabinet down below so interesting yeah and then the speakers they are bang and olufsen 2018 uh new style for them uh, but the spirit is the same as the 1950s cabinet you see the point of the legs and the point of the yeah. speakers yeah right, so this is an interesting room yeah. too yeah. so um i love what you've done with it but you you had some you had some challenges too you've got the um You've got the little nook off to the side here again with the arches, right? And uh, you've got a, a little mini flying buttress up there. Yeah, the little groin vault ceiling, which we did the malachite finish on. Yeah. Um, so that helps bring in the emerald greens that will will be appearing in the kitchen um, to help bridge the two rooms together. So that was a like a last minute addition of I wanted to do that, but I didn't know if it would work right. It, it looks it looks like it belongs there. The wallpaper is uh, crumpled paper that's been made for the room and then installed in blocks. So you see squares of, of paper on the wall, and that was all artisan made. Very cool. Yeah. And tell me about first the first the floor. The, fl the floor is a, a tile that the homeowner had selected and put in four years ago. So we worked around it, the starting basis of the color scheme. So what is that material? Uh, a porcelain tile, but it has a nice metallic thread and uh, striation through it. It really does, and it plays nicely off the, off the tiles you have on the ceiling. ceiling. We made those, uh, a same artist made those with silver paint and then uh, brushed the finish to give, so we could do a checkerboard look. I wanted to do that. And it's funny too, because you have, you've got so much going on in this space. Uh, Sputnik chandelier. Yeah. yeah. 
That was the homeowners also. It was something that she had that I liked, and I said, I, I want to work with that. Do you mind? And she said, no, I'd love it. She said, that's one of my favorite things. So, um, Here's what's interesting, too, yeah. and I love what you did here. Yeah. So with the chandelier, you've got a gold-toned brass yes. yeah. fixture. Correct. In a, in a room that is very metallic. Sil in silvers. In not a brass way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, you can mix the metals, just be consistent. Yeah. yeah, and what you did was, I mean, so you've, you've, you've played off them in the, in, the, in the art, yeah. in the paintings. You've played off it in the, in the table, uh, in the coffee table. Right. And you've also done it in, in the furniture, even yeah. to, the, to the point where the, the covers of the, of the speakers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and. There's also tones in the wallpaper. Correct. So, okay, so here's, here's my, it won't be, believe me, this won't be my first stupid question of the day. I ask a ton of stupid questions, but did all, was, were there any happy accidents there or was this all strategically planned Well, to work all together? of this was planned that, that was in, in this room. And then the, the happy accident was the malachite on the, on the ceiling because not everyone knows how to do that. And I wanted to bring the emerald green in. And I spoke to the artisan who made the wallpaper. I said, can you do malachite? She said, I would love to. And it just, boom, it happened. She was here the next day and, and did it. You know, I had the painter paint the base coat and she did it. So that was a happy accident that she had the ability to do it and that she was interested in doing it. So, yeah. How many... <clears throat> Excuse me. How many design houses do you think you've done? About fourteen total. Why? Why do you do them? Is it? Let me back up a second. The promotion is great. With this group, it's wonderful. Yeah. And you know, usually you're in a situation where you can do whatever you want. Yes. This was not necessarily that situation. No. And I think that's going to be the trend for future showcases is people want to see a unified house. It's so difficult having chaired showcases with other groups before of getting designers who are independent individual people to think similarly. It doesn't always work. This worked because the homeowner has a strong influence. So how was this as an experience? And, and yeah. listen, I know that politically speaking everything's yeah. great it was yeah. great it was wonderful but how is that experience and it's not a good or a bad yeah it's a it's totally different yeah because with the traditional design house you get to come in and say nope right if, and do if what you want if it's my time yes. and it's my art, artistic i get to do whatever i want exactly and and that feeling pervades you and then i met the homeowner and we clicked and because we clicked, I said, I'd like to do sound equipment and things. Is that anything that you're interested in keeping? And she said, definitely. She said, I said, well, let's work together on it. So um, it was a collaboration in, in that way. So how do you find, how do you make the time to do this? Because, oh, because yeah. listen, yeah. design houses mean it's, it's, you're doing it for the promotion. You're right. doing it for the press. It's, right. a, it's, a, it's a labor of love. Yes. Um, and it's a lot of hours. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've moved my base from Palos Verdes, where I used to be, to Palm Springs. So that's a two-hour drive each, each time. So it, it is a time commitment. I don't advise it for someone who's new. Get, start with a smaller room and then, then work bigger. So uh, it just, it just take, soaks, sucks up the time. It just does. Yeah, so, it really does. Yeah. Uh, why the move? Why the move? Yeah. I like the desert. I love mid-century uh, pieces, and that, that's, that's where that came from, my home in Palm Springs. So uh, had I not lived in Palm Springs, I wouldn't own a mid-century piece. So, uh, 
uh, it works. And, and by the way, yeah. so it's really interesting because I was at Modernism Week yeah. this year. Which is fun. Yeah. Uh, so much fun. Yeah. And, you know, in talking to board members and people who are on, you know, with, the, with Modernism Week, yeah. to see how it's growing, you know, 30,000 to 60,000 yes. to close to 100,000. Over 100,000 this it? year. 130, I think they said, which was last year was 100,000, 130. That's a lot of people for our little village. It, so. Well, it really is. So, yeah. And it's interesting, too, because... I know, I know, well, I'm a native Angelino. Yeah. Palm Springs used to be spring break for me yes. before sunny. Yes. And, you know, while he kind of killed, Palm Springs is, is this really interesting enclave yeah. that just keeps surviving. Yes. They, they, they're like Madonna. They just keep reinventing itself. So have you been to the new downtown now with the Kimpton Hotel? It's yeah. five stories high. The Starbucks Reserve, it, it has an energy that was, that was missing there from there before. Well, so. and it's, what's interesting, too, is you know, how many years I would go down and yeah. I would go to the Palm Springs Art Museum. Yeah. And you had the mall right across Blocking the street. It. This this dead mall yes. that was there for how long? Too long. <laughs> I mean, twenty plus yeah, years. Yeah, and sat vacant for ten of those years. Yeah, it's vacant, vacant, vacant. Yeah. And so to see what's happening. Yeah. How much of that is due? Yeah. To the mid-century architecture. Res it's, is it a resurgence? I don't know. It is. Well, it's being appreciated by a whole different audience and a wider audience, a well-heeled audience who comes in and spends money. And that's what Palm Springs wants. They don't want wild spring breakers. They want civilized, nice people who will spend money and stay in the hotels. The Rowan is three fifty a night. That's not everybody who can, who can afford to be there. So um, I, it's done wonderful things for the city. Uh, Sonny Bono stopped spring break because it got wild and out of hand. Now those hotels are asking for spring break again because they miss the occupancy so, and yeah. the occupancy taxes. So. Yeah, but you can't have both. No. And, and you know what? I, I don't think that Palm Springs, I think that Palm Springs is gone. It, it came, it went, and so now there's a new Palm Springs. And yeah. it's a little more mature. It's not young spring break. It's everybody's spring break. So Yeah, and what's yeah. interesting too about, so, but to talk about the architecture yes. in Palm Springs for a yes. moment, because I, I simply love it. Yeah. And if you're, if, if you're a fan of, forget mid-century right. for a minute, if you're yeah. a fan of modern, if you're right. a fan of postmodern, if you're yes. a fan of architecture yeah. in general, yeah. you will find something well, we had world-caliber architects. Yeah. Richard Neutra building there. Um, Williams & Williams, although they're a local firm, but they're, they're world-renowned. So they, they did the Chrysals, the... Uh, Schindler, Lautner, Schindler, Wexler. Lautner. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. amazing. Port, not Portman. Uh, shoot. Lautner. Yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah. And um, here's what's also interesting. It's not just the rehab and refurbishment of old mid-century modern homes. Yeah. It's the new developments. Yes. Entire developments, neighborhoods, single-family residences. That have the spirit of a mid-century. In the mid-century modern style. In the style, exactly. And it's it's really, really amazing yeah. to me. I hope they don't over-abuse it because they're doing tracts in mid-century modern. And it's like, really? A tract? Okay. <laughs> Again? <laughs> okay. So wait a minute. Yeah. Hold the phone a second. Yeah. That it, is mid-century modern. Well, it's post-war. Okay. Uh, Mid-century modern, I hold up as the iconic examples. But, oh, but, okay. So, All right. Uh, fine. So, Call it, okay, fine. Yeah. Call it post-war. Yeah. If, if, if you must. When housing was affordable and they had to find ways to do it. But the nature yeah. of it yeah. is 
to put them all next to each other right. and simply change the color of the doors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but, but they brought the indoors out, sliding glass doors. It was all new construction, new technology. And that's what makes, makes them so lovable. The modular livable. angles, yeah. Yeah. The, the vertical, uh, sorry, the horizontal glass. Yeah. I mean, just the block work. I, I have a friend who's a realtor in Minneapolis, and he took me to see some mid-century in Minneapolis in the cold. And when you look out and you see snow, it's just not the same like Palm Springs mid-century. So, and I don't know if it works as well. It's there, but it really works well in Palm Springs. Yeah, no, it it absolutely does, and and it's interesting too because you know, Los Angeles, Southern California, it's yeah. one of those things where you can be surfing in the morning and yeah. skiing in the afternoon. Yeah, you could be at the beach in the morning and the desert in the afternoon. And the and the pool and the martinis and the architecture and the hip music, it all came together at such a great time in Palm Springs. So, so having moved your base of operations yeah. uh, to Palm Springs, yes, how has that changed the business for you? Well, I'm doing things that are more modern oriented and, and actually younger customers are, are wanting. It's all new to them. I grew up with a lot of this stuff and um, I've been in the business a, long, a while. So it's not that new to me, but the appreciation is new and, and I appreciate it more too. So, and I still appreciate good craftsmanship. There's a lot of bad stuff that was done in modernism, but there's a lot of good and, and that's what's coming up. Don't you need the bad in order to recognize the good? Probably. I didn't, I didn't think about it that way, but... Um, no, but there's bad stuff all around. All well, okay, so yeah. it, it, we're we're going deep down the rabbit hole here, yeah, yeah. and that's what I love, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, here, and when I say here, I mean yeah. Southern California. Yeah. Uh, recently, there's a Chase Bank on Sunset. It's an old Googie, mm-hmm. and it was denied landmark, cultural status, landmark okay. status. Yeah. And of course, there are going to be people who are up in arms yeah. about it. Oh, it's original Googie architecture. Well, yeah. you know what? That doesn't make it great. Uh, it's it, it's still a a, a dysfunctioning bank. Yeah. It's still a, an architectural piece that has reached the end of its useful yeah. life. Yeah. It's unfortunate because Googie architecture is kind it's of cool. fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is yeah. fun, yeah. and it's part of that postmodern yep. design genre. And yeah. you know what? Maybe at some point it'll it'll come around right. a, again. Yeah. But just because it's old doesn't make it great. Correct. But you have to evaluate each one independently. I, I go to a lot of the preservation meetings that they have in Palm Springs and that. And not everything. They're starting to classify a lot of stuff from the 70s, which wasn't our best era in, in architecture. But because it's they're tearing it all down, it's like, let's keep some of it. Let's keep the best of what the 70s was about. So, uh, don't, you, don't you kind of think, though, that that's what museums are for? I love museums, so... No, I think living museums are the better example. So, Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. But, and you bring up a really good point, because when in uh, Palm Springs for Modernism Week, yeah. there was an event at, uh, at the Dinosaur Estate. Yes. Donald Wexler. Donald Wexler House, yeah. Um, in talking to Sia, Save Iconic Architecture, mm-hmm. Ron Woods and Jamie Rummerfield, mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of conversations. Yeah. Uh, and I met with Ken Bernstein, who heads up the LA office of uh, preservation office. Okay. Um, yeah. There's, unless you know what's out there, yeah. you don't know what's. No, and a lot is hidden. Yeah. It is. Well, and the Dinah Shore House is visible from the street. Yeah. Not behind a wall, but there's even better stuff hidden behind walls. So. Yeah. But just because it's something is old doesn't yeah. necessarily make it worth saving. And yeah. I think that's where where the hard part is. That's where yeah. the, the, the finer nuances, the yes. art in it yeah. is, is trying to decide, you know. Yeah. Is it is it so wonderful? Yeah. But, 
And it's a good discussion to have, and it's even better when people are willing to have the discussion. You, ha you have to have the dialogue, and you have to have a v basis for evaluating it and saying, this is what makes it worthwhile, and this is, these are its shortcomings. So, but be honest about it. Don't you say, oh, it's fabulous, fabulous, because it's from the late 69, early 70. That's yeah. Okay. And sorry, we completely got off the Didn't we, though? topic okay. here. We, we really did. But uh, that being said, yeah. um, this space is wonderful. Thank you. And you've incorporated a lot of tech yeah. into this particular space. Yeah. And I just want to point out that normally in design, designers are looking for every way possible to get away from the tech, to hide the tech, to make it so that you don't see any of it. Mm. Um, in just going around this room, you've got a lot of plugs that are unseen, mm -hmm. obviously yeah. by design. Yes. Um, you've got a TV that is literally... The, the least a, obtrusive, the, quarter of an inch A thick. quarter of an inch thick, yeah. the least obtrusive it least could possibly obtrusive. be. Right. You've got the Bang & Olufsen speakers are magnificent. But those are beautiful art pieces. They so are. I like seeing that. Yeah. 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 Um, the Sputnik chandelier is yeah. fantastic, but you've also got it surrounded by both downlight and lamps yeah. and candles. Yes. In addition to your use of the um, the windows yeah. and the natural light. Be beautiful natural light in this room. Too yeah. Almost too much natural light to make a TV viewing room, but we've got it under control now. Yeah. Uh, and then... From a tech from a tech standpoint, I see the Crestron the Crestron um, panel on the wall. Yes. What else was integrated in here? Okay, we we have the electric drapery tracks. Um, various light sources are controlled by that, the chandelier and the audio video system and sourcing of the sound where where it goes. So uh, those three. Is it yeah. is it channeled throughout the whole house? Yes, it is. There, there are stacks of equipment in the basement and a stack in the master uh, in the uh, attic level. Yeah, because everything needs amplifiers and needs uh, networking capability, and all that has gotten much further than the simple just plug it in to the wall and make it work. So it all needs brains and modulators. Oh, that's what else. Yeah, and it's very cool because this room. Is is really you're right next to the kitchen. Yes. You're a stone's throw from the, the pool. pool. Yeah. You're near the outdoor kitchen. Yes. The TV's in here. Right. I mean, this is this is where Dad's going to be. He told me. Yeah. 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 And I had I had not met him. I met him one day by accident, and he said, "I only live in the family room and watch the TV and go to the kitchen to eat." So and then up well, in my room. So. He's got he's got a remarkable spot. <laughs> he does. Thank nice, you. Nice job. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was Michael Rush of Michael Rush Design in the family room. This is Room at the Beaches, Elizabeth Lamont, in a decadent, and I mean decadent, dining room. This room is absolutely spectacular. When did you know that this was your spot? Did you, was, well, did, was this the spot? This is the one you wanted? Well, the process is you come in and you tour the house, and then you decide which room you'd like to um, design. And so you pick three, and then you talk to them and you give them ideas of what you're going to do and then they decide which room you're going to get. So I was delighted that this was my first choice and we were so super happy to get it. This was the first choice? This was my first choice, yes. Well, I absolutely love what you did with this and I, I've, got, I've got so many questions but I just want to point out first, I love this. The whole design house 
concept. It's media day. There's a ton of people it's walking It's fantastic. Around, right? It just brings in a great energy. We've all worked so hard at the house. As you can hear in the background, there's a lot of people who are still working so hard. And But we're delighted with the results of our room. And it's just so wonderful to have all the media supporting all the designers that are here at the house. It's really great. All right. So I want to talk to you about the space. And I want to talk to you specifically about some of the choices you made. So the color palette. I'm seeing you've got you've got dark on the floors and then it gets really light on the walls and you even got a you've got silver on the on the ceiling. How did you how did you come up with well, the original room, and hopefully um, your listeners or readers will be able to see the before pictures, which were black walls with a purple, deep purple ceiling with dark black chandeliers. It was very dramatic, very sexy, and we decided we wanted to do something different. We, I was captivated by the property. I'm an old soul at heart, and the property is so amazing, and I wanted to bring that inside. So you will notice that there's lots of elements of nature all around us. We um, have brought in lots of beautiful flowers. We have a lot of, you know, amazing details like our upholstered walls. We have um, a lot of beautiful acrylic um, everywhere. All the furniture is custom designed and made for the show house by our company. And we put accents of acrylic on the hardware, on the console, on the on the um, drapery poles, on a beautiful console that we custom designed. Even the lacquer top has that shine to it. And of course, you can't ignore the amazing chandeliers that were, were um, donated to us by Lux Lighting. I, thank you. I was going to ask you where the lights came from. But it's amazing. Okay, so here's what I find really cool about that too. The, the, la the heavy lacquer, the lucite the the everything you've got light reflecting you've got light bouncing yes, off everything we wanted this ethereal room we wanted a pretty room like a beautiful room that people would want to stay in for a long time when all of this is said and done there's a water feature out of both out of the door to the left there's a beautiful fountain outside so imagine that you're at this gorgeous dinner party and you have those water features on the front of the house as well as when you go into the back of the house near the pool but it's just a magical room I think and the colors we wanted to just you know have a little guts to them because they're they're coming off the black floors we did a beautiful black mirror we did a beautiful black console we have some accents of black around the room but we really wanted it to be a light ethereal pretty room yeah um, getting away from the lighting for just one second I could, just because I'm, I'm fascinated by it you you've taken into account so many different facets of lighting you've got the lighting coming in through the windows you've got them bouncing off mirrors you've got them coming through the loose side right. you've got them bouncing off the table it's uh, bouncing off the ceiling it's really amazing um was that intentional Absolutely. Lighting is one of the most important things that you can do in a room. And I am a huge believer of having low light as well as overhead light. And, and you always want to look at the reflection that happens. When the sun goes around about 2 or 3 o'clock to the, to the doors on the left, 
um, the sun comes blasting in here and the, sh and the room just like lights up like a jewel box. And all of our, you know, if you notice next to our gorgeous angel, angel painting by Ann Nielsen, we have, again, reflective mirrors to just really keep everything kind of moving. You know, you never want to go into a room and have it feel stagnant. And I think that's important to do with reflection. It's important to do it with flowers and plants and living things. So you never walk in a room and it has that sort of, you know, lack of a better word, dead feeling. Feeling. And it's funny you say that because at the same time, there is intentional deadening in here in in the in the uh, upholstered walls. In the sounds, yes, yeah. very important. That's another. Again, I wouldn't say pet peeve, but a detail that I recognize all the time when I'm designing a house. So many times you walk into someone's house and you're talking and your words are just reverberating all over the place. You have to have enough fabric to absorb sound. When you walk into a room and it feels cold, that's what that sound, it's from the sound. And when you walk into a room and you've got lots of beautiful textures and, and different levels of textures and different kinds of fabrics, it absorbs the sound and it makes it feel cozy and warm and inviting and that that again is completely intentional what material did you use for the walls the walls are a linen fabric that are embroidered um, by and donated to our room by Kravit um, it is an absolutely beautiful fabric that I think has that quality you don't even quite know what it is and then you get up close and you look at it and you're like wow it's just another tiny detail I'm very much about detail in this room um, the I'm gonna just interject this for a second that the house was um, built when when the house was built by the two sisters originally you could see the um, Catalina from here and um, and so we created um, a monogram and a logo for the house called the lookout house and it's embroidered on all of our table linens on our place cards on our cocktail napkins and on our menu and so we just love those sort of level of details that we think is really fun to add for especially for a design house nice touch thank you nice touch thank you um, Whenever I see upholstered walls, what I, the question I always have is, the first is, it's really two questions. The first is, is it gonna stand the test of time? This will. This is really cool. Absolutely. And we actually, you know, I think another really important element in all of design, and especially in the dining room, is that the fabrics have to be durable. The fabrics have changed so much over the last five years. I say it to every client that walks into my design studio in Malibu, that that you can have luxury, soft, gorgeous fabrics that are stain-proof, that are solution-dead acrylic, that you can put a Krypton finish on, that you have nanotech on, and all of these fabrics have that. So this will definitely last the test of time. The, the upholstery on the, on the drapes. Yes. Um, on the curtains. Who is that? So Kravit again donated all of the all of the um, beautiful fabric and one of my studios, Superior um, Superior Roman Shades, fabricated them for us. And um, the hardware, which is the Lucite hardware, which is so beautiful, it was also donated by Kravit as well. And I just again, we didn't line them on purpose because we wanted them to be flowy and when the design house is going we're going to have a little fan that's kind of moving them around and you know beautiful music going on in here and all of that and we wanted that sort of again bringing the you know the movement 
of the chandelier and the movement of the curtains when the winds blow through the room is, is magical. The sound of the chandelier is magical. And, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Is that Lucetta glass? It is Murano glass ah. that is um, hand cast. Okay. And it is just an absolutely amazing chandelier. It's, don't, it's done by Lucive Lighting, and each piece is hand cast in Italy. Wow. Isn't it beautiful? Yes. Do you want me to make it make a little sound? No. I, okay. I want to have one made for me. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> that, is, that is amazing. It's and beautiful. And if you look also at the sconces, they are really fantastic, too. They have um, beautiful, thick, heavy glass. And the light bulbs that we used are all very purpose. You know, very pur- we did them purposely. And, uh, you know, so a lot of neat um, elements with the lighting. Back to the... Um, fabric for just a second yes because what something you mentioned is come three or four sun comes blazing in here mm-hmm. how are they gonna how, how durable well in the style of these great houses the homeowners were very thoughtful there is overhang all around the entire room so we didn't have to worry about that because of course when you have sun blasting in I mean it comes in there but it's only for a few minutes on the end and then it sort of tra- keeps traveling so it won't affect the lighting you know the the quality of the drapes oh as that's well. great yeah that's great and this is a faux silk as well so it's very very durable I love that yes. um, tell me about the art the art the art is very special we have one amazing ethereal painting by Ann Nielsen. She is a Dallas artist. She um, specializes in angels. And as you can see, they are just so um, calming and peaceful and beautiful. It is um, a watercolor that is then painted, uh, excuse me, under glass and framed. Um, She is highly, highly collectible. And we were so thrilled to be able to um, have her loan us this beautiful angel. We have another beautiful piece in the room, which is done by Will Pierce. Um, He's a photographer that um, we use at our shop in Malibu. And we sell lots and lots of his pieces. We love the idea of the koi fish. It's kind of a modern koi fish. And we love the colors and all of that that really added to it. And then we have um, some beautiful original art, um, which is over in the corner, which we love. And then as well as we have fragments from Formations. Formations is a wonderful um, design studio in Los Angeles. And they were so gracious to lend us these beautiful fragments. We just love the idea of bringing the old and the new together. That really is my style of taking, you know, really beautiful old stone pieces and mixing them with very modern pieces. I think it's a, it's a timeless way to design. So thoughtful. So thoughtful. Um, how many projects would you say you work on a year? A year? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, we are a retail store, so there are a lot of designers that will only do like ground up bills and different things, but I feel that that's not fair to our clients that come into our shop that want smaller projects like a bedroom, for example, or just to do a small living room. So we have an amazing team at our, um, at our design studio and we're always able to work with people when they come in. So 
a year, it would be so difficult for me to say. I mean, you know, right now we probably have about 15 projects that we're working on from really, really, really big to, you know, a few small ones. And so if you times that through the year, you know, it's a lot. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so you have a retail space because the, the, the follow-up question, I love, you know, the podcast is really, we, a lot of designers, a lot of architects, a lot of people in the trade listen. And something that the industry is really, it's not, I don't want to say struggling with, but it's a challenge, is how to find new clients, how to find new yes. business. And the methods are changing, but it's really interesting. You've got a retail store. Yes. You've got a walk-in. Um, I would imagine that that's probably really helpful for finding new business. Well, I opened my first store in 1990, and I was a retailer. That's what I did. And I had lots of clients that came in, and they loved what we did. We had a 5,000-square-foot store in Santa Monica, and we had rooms, basically like small rooms, all throughout the space, and people wanted us to come and design. Um, fast forward a few years, and now that's what we do. And you are tethered to a retail location. You have to be open. You have to, you know, be providing beautiful. Uh, there's nothing worse than going into a store and it's all a big mess, and you know, people aren't caring about what they do. So we craft it every day like we're having a party. The flowers are are there. The the candles are lit. You know, the music's on. We have it all going on, and people come in and they love the vibe. It, people say all the time it feels really good in there, and they want to bring that that home I cannot tell you how many times we have gotten business because people have just walked through the door I mean it's extraordinary and we design all over the country all over the world really and we have so many projects going on because people came to Malibu to visit because who doesn't want to come to Malibu and they walk in our store and they're like I want this I want this vibe I want this whole feeling and it's been integral to our business so I highly recommend it that's fantastic. Warts and all. Warts and all. <laughs> Last question I have for you. What are you crushing on right now? What are you seeing that you just absolutely love? Well, I hate to keep going back to lighting and the reflection of it, but I, I love thick glass. I love lacquer. I love acrylic. I just love those elements because I feel like, you know, I mean, if you used it on every single piece, it would be too much, but really... There's so many great artists. Um, in the seminar that we were just in, they were talking about quality craftsmanship. Our furniture line that we make is such amazing quality and so beautifully designed. Not put, patting myself on the back, but it does take a village to get these pieces out. And um, I think the reflectiveness, that's really what I'm questioning on. I'm reflect on the, on the reflectiveness of all of the things that you can add to a room to really make it feel alive. That, that, that's it. That's my answer. You know, and that's a great place to stop because this room feels alive. Great job. Thank you so much. That was Elizabeth Lamont of Room at the Beach. This is Rosita Nazarian of RKN Design in the Au Pair Suite. This is so much fun. I love design houses because there's so much going on today. It's, it's media week or media day and we've got hammers and saws and beautiful design. This is a wonderful space. What was, what was your approach? when you found out that this was your space? Okay, I really like the location of uh, this suite and um, I liked it because it was challenging. The, uh, the bathroom was um, very small. There was no shower in it and there was a door opening 
in in the middle of the wall. And I really thought that I can do a lot with that bathroom, uh, especially because it was very small and challenging. And um, I closed the window, I mean, I closed the door, and I covered it with that um, featured wall, which is MR wall, textured Korean. And uh, this bedroom was very dark. Dark floors, dark uh, walls, and uh, again, it was very challenging for me and to make it bright, uh, especially that uh, there was no sunlight coming in, and to give that feeling of uh, light and sun, fun, Hollywood glam, but in a softer touch, and uh, using the beautiful brass that it's uh, been used throughout the house and bring it in here, but in a very, um, like a soft way that uh, it's not overwhelmed and it goes with a white wall and bring a little bit of color of gray and little blue to mix it in with brass and the beautiful light fixture, uh, which is like movable and you can direct it any size you want and a beautiful wall art, brass wall arts and a modern bathroom. Tell me about tell me about the art and the fixtures and I noticed that, that you went with sort of the gold tones. Um, the gold tones are tend to run through the house. Yes. Was yeah. that was that a request or was that just a coincidence? No, it's just uh, it was there. The gold was there, and th this is one of the things that I really loved, because I love brass color. I love gold, and especially with houses um, like this, that they have old characters, so and Hollywood glam, which they used to use these brass colors uh, a lot. Uh, so I can, I could take that and bring it in in this room too, and uh, uh, use it in a way that. It's very delicate and soft, and it's like little here, a little there, and it kind of goes together with the bathroom fixtures. So who is the, the, the art on the walls and the pieces? Okay, who who are, is that, and who is, are, and who is the light fixture? The light fixtures are from Sondre in New York, and uh, the wall art is by me. I made them, I installed them yesterday, and I love individual, 3D wall arts. You can do so many different varieties and you're not really limited to do one kind or one square. You can do like free design, which this is what I like, free design. So you can be free with doing everything, but at the same time, it goes well with other things, architectural and uh, the dignity of the house. And in the bathroom, who did you use and what products are you using in there? And why did you why did you choose the style that you chose? Okay, I love clean bathrooms. So I wanted something that continues throughout the bathroom too. The clean stuff, a clean look. And when you go in, you just want to be there and you don't want to come out. And um, the walking shower, it's very easy to walk in 
especially considering the size of the bathroom. I didn't want to use any steps to go in. I just wanted to open the door and just be one uh, flat piece going in. And using the high uh, we, uh, glass doors and uh, give it a clean look and it's not going to block the beautiful wall by MR wall which I used. It's a Korean material and I love that material because it comes in different styles, different um, patterns. I love it. I, you can use it everywhere. everywhere. I really want to promote that and use it everywhere. Outside, inside, uh, as a decorative wall, everywhere. And uh, by using beautiful fixtures uh, that I used uh, from Brizo, Ferguson, and uh, modern touch, but at the same time, it has the exact um, finish that I wanted for my interior and for my bathroom. As far as the light fixtures, Hudson Valley, um, beautiful Duravit fixtures, toilets, and uh, vanity. It's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful space. Well done. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Michael Rush, Elizabeth Lamont, Rosita Nazarian, and the Pasadena Showcase House for the Arts. The house is open until the 20th of May, and then you can always find it immortalized in video on our YouTube channel. Thank you for listening. Talk to you again next week. Convo by Design is proud to be working with Vendome Furniture. Their design culture is the key to their success. It's what pushes them to consistently create new collections that give spaces a new dimension. They create dialogue between environment and form. Vendome pieces can transform the simplest space into one filled with glamour that is both unique and extraordinary. And isn't that what design is all about? Creating atmospheres where you can take hold of life and enjoy it to the fullest? Vendome products are simple and elegant, contemporary and exceptionally comfortable. Their crafted, modern, durable, molded resin, glass, and metal designs are unique. They beg to be enjoyed. Have you seen them featured in our videos? Check out our YouTube channel and see this for yourself. You can also find them in their showrooms at the D&D Building in New York, Wynwood in Miami, and the Pacific Design Center here in Los Angeles, or online at vendome.com.